I had this moment when my life pivoted internally because I suddenly realized that all that success that he had created had also created a lot of stress and unhappiness. I want the success, I want the wealth, but I also want the happiness and the joy and the good relationships along with it. Why can't we have it all? I want it all. Wisdom brings in that foundation. It gives you that inner stability. It gives you that mental clarity. And it teaches you how you can go out and actually serve this world in spite of the fact that it's uncertain. There is no external stability to be found. It's never going to be found. The stability that we all have to create in companies and people is within ourselves. Yeah. My whole philosophy is wisdom is yeah. the skill of doing minimum effort to achieve maximum result. More or less. Right. Absolutely. If you don't have a specialization and you don't get to a level of excellence in your field, you're going to have a tough time. You have to compete on talent, technique, skill, expertise, excellence, specialization. You have to be really good at what you do. You've probably heard that your story is your brand. So how can ordinary entrepreneurs and salespeople like you and me tell our stories in a way that cuts through all the noises in this overcrowded social media world and reach the audience that we want. Join me as I break down storytelling secrets that have helped me achieve over eight figures in revenue, as well as interviewing some of Asia's most prominent names and rising stars to uncover their stories. I hope this show will inspire you to be more vulnerable and share your story to the world because your mess is your message. My name is Gabriel Wong and welcome to the Story Impact Show. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Story Impact Show, a show where we dive into the stories of successful entrepreneurs, high performers, thought leaders on what they're doing to be at the top. Now, if you haven't subscribed to our channel, remember to do so and ring the notification bell. We're still doing our giveaway of two copies of Traffic Seekers book by Russell Brunson every week. This book will show you how to consistently generate new customers for your business in this online world. To win a free copy, all you have to do is to like this video and simply comment what you have learned in this video and my team will randomly pick two winners out of the comment each week. We will cover everything, even the shipping, and we'll ship it to you. Today's guest is one of the world's leading teachers of personal growth and self-realization. He is a TEDx speaker, best-selling author on success and happiness, a wisdom coach who trains individuals and companies to get maximum results with minimum effort. He has coached business tycoon, CEOs, award-winning entrepreneurs, Hollywood celebrities, and royalty to grow their life, business, and wealth. He has been called the world's number one wisdom coach, top wisdom and wealth guru, and the Steve Jobs of wisdom. So everyone, please help me to welcome Vikas. Thanks for uh, being on the show, Vikas. Thank you, Gabriel. Thank yeah. you for having me. So, so my, my, my first question to you um, is very simple. So what is a wisdom coach? Okay. Okay. What, do you, what, what does it mean to be a wisdom coach and what do you do as a wisdom coach? Okay. So I'm essentially a coach and an advisor for businesses and people and entrepreneurs and influencers. But I use wisdom as my tool. And what is wisdom? It's the highest level of mindset. Mm -hmm. Essentially, it's the highest way of thinking. So, you know, people understand that everything begins with our thinking. People understand that the mindset is the beginning of everything in life. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's success or failure or happiness or love or good relationships, mm -hmm. the mindset is the beginning. Mm -hmm. But what does the mind work on? Mm -hmm. And the answer is very simple. The mind works on wisdom. So wisdom is fuel for the mind. 
So okay. I give people new ideas, new thoughts. I expand their minds so that they think completely differently. So I bring in that element of wisdom, and that's why people started to call me the wisdom coach. Okay, so give me some examples of what do you mean by wisdom when, um, so you advise someone, right, who's going through a struggle, you know, um, how do you, what, what is the process? How do you help this person? Okay, so one simple example which, uh, which actually recently happened with us okay. was that there's a gentleman that I'm coaching and he's a scientist out of Australia. In fact, he's an award-winning scientist and um, he's working for a company but he has so many amazing ideas that he wants to bring to the world. Mm -hmm. But of course, while working in his company, there are limitations and there are restrictions. Yeah. So when he started to work with me, we came up with an idea of how he could set up a company to massively impact the world okay. in a way that is not just profitable, but sustainable. Okay. And because of his own expertise now, he's been able to develop three different products which we have actually taken to market and we have already funded the first one of them. Okay. So he started the company three months ago and working with me, you know, we have taken it and scaled it up to a valuation of more than half a million dollars mm -hmm. just because we had that big picture mindset on how we can impact the world with the skills that he had. Okay. That he has. So my, my way of coaching people is that there are a couple of narratives that you can work with, right? For any business person, for any entrepreneur. There's a couple of narratives you can work with. See, one narrative, which is the more sort of popular one at the moment, is what's the need in the market? What's the problem in the market, right? Okay. Look okay. at the problem and the pain that people are having and then fulfill that. And that's okay. how you make your money. Okay. So the pain leads you to the profit. Mm -hmm. That's one narrative. Yeah. And it works. It works. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. But there's a bigger narrative. And that's the narrative that I bring to people, which is that what is the purpose even before we look at the pain and the problems of people, mm -hmm. what is your purpose of life? Mm -hmm. What is it that you want to do? I mean, I ask people this question and I ask it to everyone. Someone starting out as well as someone who's running a billion dollar company. Okay. I say, imagine that you were to die next week. Yeah. How do you want to spend your last week? Doing what? Okay. What do you want to be known for? Okay. Do you want to be known that he was a great CEO, he made the company a billion dollars, or do you want to be known uh, that, you know, he created something that impacted the world. He made sure that we are, you know, came to a treaty that mm. created peace in the world or whatever. Or he was mm. a great man. He was a great father. She, he was a great, she mm. was a great wife, you know, great mother. What is it that you want to be known for? Mm. Because frankly, we are not known for what we do mm. only. We are known also for what we become mm. and the impact that we have for people. Okay. So the second narrative that I present to people, which is a broader narrative, is that you must first identify the purpose that you're here for. Mm -hmm. What are your natural strengths? What are your natural gifts? What are your natural talents? Okay. What yeah. drives you? Yeah. And then you find that purpose and then connect it to the pain and the problem. Okay. So let's say the market that you're in doesn't have the problem which your purpose will fulfill. Mm -hmm then your purpose drives you to find a different market. Mm -hmm. yep. So the purpose comes first, the problem and the pain of the market and the people comes next, okay. and then the profit and everything else follows. Okay. So it's just a completely different way of thinking and it works very effectively. Okay, so it always starts with purpose and then pain, pain problem in the market, yeah. and then that's where the profit comes in, yeah. right? So in a way, starting with like the why, why are you doing things? 
Yes. Right. And, and how do you find out or how do you help someone to get clarity on, on their purpose? Yeah. Like what are some of the tools or what are some of the questions you usually use? Right. So uh, I believe that every one of us is unique. And I mean, you can actually logically you know, see that. There's yes. you know, seven, eight billion people in the world. No two are the same. And even just look at the two of us, right? I mean, we don't look the same. We don't think the same. We are very different from different backgrounds. However, in one thing, we are the same. And the fact is that you have something unique inside yourself. And I have something unique inside myself, right? Um, you are, at the moment, you know, the top of your game, which is marketing and branding and, you know, doing the... the, the uh, entire processes for companies, and you're running a massive agency, right? And I'm at the top of my game. That's what people say that you know the, you're the number one wisdom coach in the world. That's what they started to call me. Yeah. Now, that just shows that we have unique talents, yep. right? Fulfillment, wholeness, doesn't come from making money. Yep. Wholeness comes from fulfilling that talent that you have putting it to good use. Mm. And the only way we can put it to good use is to find people who need it. Mm. Right? That's the secret of success. So just finding my talent is just the beginning. Mm. And I find that when I go within. Mm. So it's about lessening the external noise mm. and listening to the inner voice. Okay. Because we live in a world of noise. Everywhere we go, there's just more and more noise on us. And now more than ever before. Mm -hmm. I mean, COVID has drastically increased the level of noise in the world. Yeah. Right? Because everyone, as you are aware, is on social media and yeah. digital media. Yeah. And even before that, Gabriel, from the time we are born, people are telling us what our life should be. Mm -hmm. People are guiding us, you know, communities, cultures, religions often, parents, yeah. families are telling us how we should live. So we actually get conditioned and we get programmed to simply fulfill what the world wants from us yeah. rather than finding our true purpose. Yeah. So the purpose is found once we learn how to be silent to that external noise, to louden that inner voice and learn to listen to it. Mm -hmm. So there are techniques in meditation, mindfulness, and I also teach that to my clients, okay. which helps them to figure out what they're here for. What is the purpose of their life? Okay. And look, you know, because I'm a you know, I'm called a person of wisdom. I am a person of wisdom. It's my greatest, it's my foundation. Mm -hmm. When I look at the masters of wisdom in the world, I notice a few things. The world is changed by people who have a message, not who have a product. Mm -hmm. When you have a message, like, for example, masters like Jesus did or Buddha did or, you know, Krishna did, yeah. they are impacting the world 2,000, 4,000 years later. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So what did they do? When I look at their life, because they were my first heroes in a way, growing up, you know, I said, wow, how are these? How, one person can change millions and millions of people. How does that happen? What kind of impact and influence do they have? And what did they do? Did they look for the problem that people had? No, they didn't. They first figured out what they were here for. They first figured out their purpose, and then they decided to take it to the people who needed that. So our purpose is the solution for somebody else's problem. So we figure out the purpose first. What's the purpose of my company? What's the purpose of my life? What's the purpose of my talent? And then we take it to the market, wherever the market may exist. Mm -hmm. And those people are the ones we serve. So it is all about serving, okay. right? But it's yeah. not serving for the profit. It's serving for the purpose. Mm -hmm. The profit is the result. Mm -hmm. Success is always an outcome. Success is always a consequence. Yeah. We create the cause 
we get the consequence. Yeah. So, so in, in a way, what you're saying is that um, people, when we are born, we all have a purpose and we have certain talent that is placed in us and that we need to find it so that we can use it as a service to be, a ser to be of service to others. Absolutely. Is, is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Okay. I say it's all about service. In fact, I have a formula I would, I would love to share. Yep. You know, I have a three-step formula that I coach uh, companies on and I do high-level sales for people and I coach teams of sales. Mm -hmm. So it's a three, three S formula. It okay. starts with serve. Right, the first S is serve. So we must be able to serve other people's problems, but with what? Mm. Right, we serve it with our skills, we serve it with our talents, we serve it with what drives us, what we are good at. Mm. So that's the first part, that's finding my own purpose and my own talents, right? Uh, people call it passion, people call it purpose. I say you must figure out what you're here to do. Okay. So the first part is to be able to serve. Okay. When you're able to serve, it means you've got the other person, the other company, the client, the customer in your focus. Mm -hmm. It's not about you, it's about taking care of their life, it's about making their life better. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's the serve part. But then once you're able to serve them, you've also got to sell them on your value. Mm -hmm. yep. Right? So sales is very important. It's the number one skill everybody needs to learn. Yeah. Because I may have found my purpose and I know I need to go out and change the world, but if I can't sell my purpose, yeah. if I can't sell the value I have, Nobody's going to pay me a dollar. Yeah. It's kind of like, you may know, okay, you, you may know what your value is, yeah. but if you cannot communicate the value, no one's going to pay you money for it. Absolutely. Yeah. So sales is very, very important. In fact, it's the bridge. Mm -hmm. So serve, then sell. Mm -hmm. And then the third step, the third S is succeed. Okay. So success follows. Success is profits. It's a high valuation. It's, you know, you sell your company, whatever it may be. But in the end, is the success. The success is not at the beginning. Mm -hmm. People are so focused on success. People are, you know, people, I, I've seen people, they start out with a company and their idea is, I, I, I want to be the next unicorn. You know, I want to, you know, in two yeah. years, I want to make it a billion dollar company. Yeah. And I say, it's the wrong, it's the completely wrong strategy. It's not going to work that way. Yeah. With that attitude, who's going to fund you? Who's going to, you know, yeah. how are you going to get your clients? So yeah. the attitude has to be driven by service. Okay. We are here to serve others. Finally, listen, you know, I believe this, right? From the, from the Stoic masters to the ancient Asian masters to modern day, modern day teachers and coaches, we have all said that when we die, and we will, what do we take with us? We don't take a single dollar. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it can't be about the money, yeah. right? If you can't take it with you, it's not, it's not about the money. You can't spend your whole life about that. Yeah. So money is just a means to live a good life. Yeah. So we need it. Definitely we need yeah. it. But when I go from this planet, from this life, what I take with me is the experiences I've had. Mm -hmm. It's that sense of fulfillment that I fulfilled my purpose, my talent, my, my, my journey on earth. Mm. Right? That must drive us. Finding the prospect, finding the problem of the prospect comes after that. Mm. That's my philosophy. That's the big philosophy we work so, on. So three S, right? So surf sales success, success. Um, I want to start I want to question I have a question about surf right because you, you say that the first S is serving service right serving people um, and it's more like taking away the focus from away from yourself and put it on somebody that you're serving yes. how would you help someone who has been struggling and generally when people are struggling they tend to look at themselves more because they have to take care of themselves right so how do you help someone um, shift their focus away from themselves to others? 
Yeah. Uh, so it's very simple, right? When we are in pain, any sort of pain, right? Suffering is pain. Mm -hmm the attention turns inwards because I need release. I need some sort of a yes. resolution here. Yes. You know, I need a solution. Yeah. Often we have to understand that the more I look at myself, the more self-centered I get, the more my mind closes down. Mm -hmm. And this is now scientifically proven. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, and this comes from the training of meditation and mindfulness, which also I coach people on. When I'm in a state of internal stress, my body produces adrenaline cortisol. And what these chemicals do, adrenaline especially, is it shuts down parts of my brain function. Mm. So actually when I'm focused on myself and I'm in an internal stress, mm -hmm. I cannot see the solutions, even to my own problems, mm -hmm. because my brain is shut down. I get tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. That's the technical term for it. I get tunnel vision. So I really can't see a solution. It could be right next to me, but I'll miss it. Mm -hmm. Because I'm so inwardly focused. So the first thing to do when I'm in stress or in pain is actually to learn how to calm down. And when I can calm myself down, my mind opens up and then I can see the external solutions. So I explain that to people. I explain that to companies that when we are in a crisis situation, we have to learn how to be creative. The solution for a crisis is creativity. I mean, look at the companies now who went through the COVID crisis and they were creative in how they you know, ad adjusted, they pivoted, they adapted to the situation and they're doing really well. And those who are not creative, who could not innovate, they're suffering. So the way to be creative, to have a creative mind, come up with creative ideas is actually first to calm yourself down. Because a stressed mind is not a creative mind. Mm. Yeah. An aggressive mind is not a creative mind. Yeah. A defensive inward looking mind is not a creative mind. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Right? So once they understand that, that actually by calming down and opening myself to external solutions, it's what I need, it's what I'm looking for, yeah. then it works. Okay, okay. So calming down and not looking at yourself, right? Generally speaking. Um, before I go into the, because you talk about crisis and I think I want, I want to spend more time on that. But before that, um, I just want to ask you like, um, why do you become a wisdom coach? Like how do you end up a wisdom coach? Oh, do we have a couple of hours? <laughs> Just kidding. No, it's an it's, it's a interesting story. So I'm from India originally, uh, New Delhi. I was born uh, into a business family. My father was an entrepreneur, started with nothing, and you know, he, became a good, he, he became a wealthy man. Uh, so I'm the second son. So by the time I'm a teenager, my father's my hero. Life is great, very comfortable. We have it all, mm -hmm. essentially. And I'm inspired by him because he created that success. I know the story started from nothing, yeah. started life in a refugee camp. Now he's a multimillionaire running a big business. Wow. And I'm like, wow, you know, he's my hero. Yeah. But I remember I was 14 and I, I had this moment when my life pivoted internally because I suddenly realized that all that success that he had created had also created a lot of stress and unhappiness mm -hmm. in his life, you know, bad health, bad relationships. Mm -hmm. And I began to think to myself, I said, that's not what I want. Mm -hmm. I want the success. I want the wealth. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's necessary. I need it. Yeah. But I also want the happiness and the joy and the good relationships along with it. Mm -hmm. Why should life make us a deal? This for that. Why can't we have it all? Yeah. I want it all. Yeah. Yeah. So I began to question what's the purpose of my life? Why am I here? 
because I also realized at that time, Gabriel, that we never arrive anywhere without a purpose. Just think about it, right? You showed up here today, yeah. right, in your studio. You showed up with purpose. You knew that, you know, the cast is coming. We're going to have this nice little time together. Yeah. I showed up here with a purpose. I knew that I'm coming here to meet the amazing Gabriel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> right, that's wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> right, so I knew I'm coming to meet Gabriel, and we're going to have this nice discussion together. So purpose brought us here. You never, you never show up anywhere without a purpose, yeah. right? I go to a cafe, I go there with a purpose, buy a coffee, get a sandwich, yeah. right? I go to my bed, I go with a purpose, lie down, relax, or sleep, or... We never show up anywhere without a purpose. I knew that instinctively. Mm -hmm. So I thought to myself at 14, I said, I'm here in life, what's the purpose? Why am I here in life? Mm -hmm. I didn't show up here by accident, so what's the purpose that drives me? And I didn't know. Right? So I began to ask everyone around me, what's, what's the purpose of our life? And nobody could answer. Mm -hmm. They said, why are you asking such silly questions at 14, right? Just yeah. do what everyone else is doing. <laughs> yeah. Right? Just do it. So what does that mean? You know, get yourself educated, go get a job, start earning money, yeah. you know, get a family, start, you know, have, have children, yeah. find a partner. Stop asking questions. Stop asking questions. <laughs> Just do what everyone else is doing. Yeah. <laughs> and when I looked around, I, I saw people who were like sheep. I really thought that, you know, these are not people, they're sheeple. Mm. Right? So because everyone's doing the same thing without questioning anything. We, we fit into the system. And then the system just churns us out. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, this can't be it. So I needed the answers. What is the purpose of my life? What am I here for? What's the best use of my life? And how do I release suffering and stress? Yeah. Unhappiness. That's not needed. So I went in this journey. So it took me 15 years. From 14, I started at till the age of 29. I was on this journey to look for people of wisdom, enlightened teachers from whatever background, whatever religion. It didn't matter to me where they were. All I wanted was the truth. Mm. I wanted to know what is life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally, in a way, I wanted to meet God. I wanted to see what, what this is. Yeah. And so I learned everything. I met good teachers, bad teachers, you know, all sorts of people. And then at the age of 29, all sorts of people. <laughs> All yeah. sorts of people. Yeah. And then at the age of 29, I, uh, you know, I had my inner awakening. I had my epiphany moment, my breakthrough. Mm. And suddenly everything became clear to me. And I realized what's the best use of my life. I, I realized what's the uh, purpose of my life. And, you know, what's the best use of my life before mm -hmm. I go? Mm -hmm. So at the age of 29, I had a problem then. Once I had all this realization, I saw the light, I saw the clarity of life. I then realized I have a big dilemma because, you see, the normal life had continued from 14 to 29. It's not like life stops. So I'd still gone to school. I finished my schooling. I worked for a year. Then I went to the USA to do my undergrad, came back, started working. Our business was growing. My dad said, come back. I need people I can trust. I started working. And slowly in the company, and you know, the company was fairly massive at that time, I slowly started at the factory floor, and then I slowly learned every level. And eventually, many years later, my family said, you're the you're the right person to be the CEO. Mm. So I became the CEO of the company. Mm. And I was running the company. Mm -hmm. At 29, I woke up oh. and I realized that's not the best use of my life. What I want to do yeah. is to share this wisdom that I've gathered in the last 15 years with the world. Mm. Because everywhere I look, I see people unhappy. I see people stressed out. I see people living at less than their potential. I want to give wisdom to the world. I want to be a teacher of wisdom. Mm -hmm. And make it very practical. Mm -hmm. 
right? Not some high flying thing or go up in the mountain top and sit there and be in bliss, but bring the wisdom to your business. Yeah. Bring the wisdom to the marketplace, bring the wisdom to relationships. Because we all seek happiness, Gabriel. We all want fulfillment. We all want love in our life. We want good relationships. Yeah. And yet people live their entire life and make millions of dollars and often don't have that. So I said, I want to bring the wisdom to the world. And uh, at that time, no one could see that happening except me. <laughs> I was very clear. This yes. is what I wanted to do. Yeah. But it meant I had to leave my old life. Because what did the world want me to do? They wanted me to carry on just the way I was. Mm. So I had a choice to make. Do I listen to the noise of the world or do I listen to the voice of my inner self? Yeah. And I made that choice. Okay. So it took me about a year. And then I left my company. I walked away from the role of the CEO. And for a period of time, I had to leave my family because that was the only way to leave. Uh, I had to follow my inner voice and fulfill my purpose on earth. Mm -hmm. So I walked away and I remember at that time, you know, the only way to leave was to take nothing. It was a family business, so I left. Mm -hmm. And I had less than $1,000 in my bank account. Mm -hmm. wow. And I started Soul Center. I said, that's it, this is my life. You know, it's, uh, I'm going to do this and do the best I can. And I want to impact the world and touch millions of people. Mm -hmm. And I'll do my best. Mm -hmm. So either it's a do or a die. Yeah. But at least when I die, I'll be fulfilled. So that was the birth of Soul Center and, uh, you know, I didn't have like a planned strategy for 10 steps. I yeah. just knew this is what I wanted to do. The first thing is to get a space. So I hired a space on rent with that 50, you know, the, I had 50,000 rupees. Yeah. So it's like a thousand dollars. I said, fine, there we go. Yeah. And then amazingly, you know, when you put your talent out, often you find people coming to you. Yeah. That's also a principle of nature. Yeah. See, wherever there's nectar the plants produce nectar right yeah. wherever there's nectar the bees go and find it yeah big lesson there yeah when you are driven when you are committed and you're here to serve and you show your talents to the world yeah. the bees find you mm -hmm. so i wanted to be the nectar mm. and i said let the bees come to me and they did mm. so that's how it started and then within about a year or two years i had developed a following i had a show on tv I was interviewed in the radio, I was on the covers of magazines, I was given a national award. And then, you know, of course, when you do, when you do follow your dreams and you're successful at it, then the whole world comes and yeah. Yeah. acknowledges that. Yeah. So that's my story. That's yeah. how I became a wisdom that's, coach. That's interesting because I, I do have a question for you. Like, all, it all goes down to like that defining moment when you're 29 and you decided to make the decision to, to leave everything you have, right? That, that, that takes courage. And I think for the people listening here, I think many a times we, we have an idea of what we need to do, okay? I kind of get, a, get, get what you're saying. Like, we, we, we always have an idea, like our inner voice is always telling us that we need to do something, right? But not every one of us have the courage to, to be like you. You, you, know, you just drop everything and you, you took off and you went to start a new life. What gave you that courage? What, was the def like, what defined that moment for you to say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to drop this, I'm going to leave? Yeah. I came to the realization, Gabriel, that time that I have only one life to live. That was a realization. Mm -hmm. And this is one of my core teachings now. We all have just one life. There are no second chances here. So I was 29. And see, none of us know how long we will live. So I knew life is short. You know, I was 29, maybe I live till 79, who knows, maybe 69. But it's a fixed amount. 
Yeah. We are not here permanently. So I have yeah. 50 years left, let's say. Yeah. So I knew it's short, 50 years like this, mm -hmm. yeah. right? And I knew the more I delay, the shorter it's getting. And that was the realization I had. I have one life to live, it's short, and it's getting shorter. Mm. Why am I delaying what I know I need to do? Mm. And sure, it's hard, and sure, no one knows me, and who'll come to me, and you know, I had all these ideas. I want to put my wisdom out in books. I want to go out and train the world. I want to, you know, show people how to be successful and also how to be stress-free and how to be happy and how to be holistic and how to impact the world. You know, I had all of these dreams. You can have it all. That was my idea. And I wanted to show people how to do it. But you see, the mind comes up with all kinds of thoughts and ideas, right? So I have this beautiful story that I use about the fact that we have two dogs in our mind and they're barking all the time. Because the mind is very active, right? You, you know, it's always making that noise. There are these two dogs and they're barking all the time. And, um, you know, one boy asks his grandmother, he says, grandmother, why are these two dogs fighting? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? And she says, well, they don't get along because one dog is the dog of your positive voice and the other dog is the dog of your negative voice. Mm -hmm. That's why they fight. Mm -hmm. This fellow will always have a positive message for you and this guy will always have a negative message for you. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Oh, you better be careful, you know. So he says, oh, I understand, Grandma. Mm. So out of these two, which one will win? Mm. Right? Yeah. And she says, the bigger dog usually wins, right? He says, yeah, but Grandma, which is the bigger dog? Yeah. And she says, well, it's very simple, son. And that's the secret of your life. Whichever dog you feed yeah. becomes a bigger dog and wins the fight. Yeah. And I knew that was happening with me. Yeah. You have one life, fulfill it, go for it, do your best, build something that you know is true for yourself. But it's so difficult, how can you go, nobody will come to you, nobody will believe you. Mm. There's 8 billion people in the world, you think nobody will believe you? Mm. It's going to be very difficult, no one knows about you, you've never, not even written a book, not written an article. Yeah. You know, today I've written 20 books, I have 4 best-selling books. Yeah. So if I had listened to this dog, I would still be living that life and yeah. having regrets. Yeah. Convincing myself, because we are all clever enough to convince ourselves why we didn't do what we needed to do. Yeah. I just decided to listen to that voice. Good, very nice. Um, I love the story, by the way. Um, the first time I heard the story, I had goosebumps, right? It's like, which, uh, whichever dog is gonna, I mean, who's gonna win, right? Whichever you feed. Yep. And we, we live in a world where today, um, we live in a very noisy world, more than ever, right? I mean, you can get distracted all the time by social media, uh, by the news, what's going around around the world, and it's so loud. How then do you feed the, the dog that... The positive dog. Yeah, the positive dog, right? How, how then do you feed that, the positive ones? Yeah. This is an amazing question because uh, I think the world needs to listen to yeah. this. Yeah, because, so the first thing is, uh, there's a couple of things we can do. The first of them is that we must make sure that we learn to find a technique, find a way mm -hmm. to actually listen to the inner voice. Mm -hmm. Because even inside us, there's a number of voices. You know, there's that negative voice, there's a fearful voice, there's that courageous voice, and then there's the real voice, the authentic me. Yeah. But the authentic me is always free of conditioning. So the second thing we need to do is, first thing we need to find a technique to go inwards, but the second thing we need to do is to find a way to identify what is my conditioning. Because if I can't identify it, I don't know what to get off my plate. Yeah. You see? So I need to identify what my conditioning is, so I'm just not listening to that voice. Okay. 
And the third thing I need to do is to find somebody to guide me. So I'm a big believer in coaching, mentorship, having, you know, in ancient times they would call it a guru, a, a guide, but having someone who has walked the path yeah. to hold my hand. Everything we learn in life, Gabriel, we have learned from other people. Talking, we learn from other people. Yeah. Dressing, we learn from other people. Eating, we learn from other people. Yeah. Everything we learn from other people, but sometimes I find it very strange that we come to a point of time yeah. where we say, you know, I don't need to learn. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, Google YouTube, I'll do something. I can do it on my own, you know. I don't need to learn anymore. I'm good. I'm good. And actually, whenever we come to that point, we are already regressing. Yeah. We just don't realize it. It's the start of our downfall. Mm -hmm. So we need to find ourselves a good coach, a good guru, guru guide, mentor, you know. Uh, and then the next thing we need to do is we need to limit what is our external stimulus, mm -hmm. the kind of people we are surrounded by, mm -hmm the kind of media we listen to, mm -hmm. because that can overwhelm us, mm -hmm. right? That can overwhelm us. So those are the three, four steps we need to do to find that inner voice. And then once we do that, you get good at it, because it's just like any other skill you learn, mm -hmm. right? The first time you do something, it's difficult. The second time you do it, easier. Tenth time, you know, it's automatic. Mm -hmm. Soon you're a master. Mm -hmm. Unconscious competence, mm -hmm. right? So you start somewhere and you get better and better at it. So I coach people through meditation, mindfulness, through my coaching programs. Mm. We even coach children. We have a program called Soul Kids, which yeah. is amazing. And you know, we've trained mentors and coaches to coach children in that program. And we teach them about the story and about how they can use techniques to feed their positive talk. Mm. Love it. Um, how important do you think this is, like in the current situation we are in right now, in the pandemic we are in right now? How, how should people deal with it? It's more important now than ever before. Mm. Wisdom is more important now than ever before. But wisdom also has a few different uh, focuses, right? So let me, let me explain that to everyone. So the first part of wisdom is self-understanding. Mm -hmm. I need to understand myself, how I function. Mm -hmm. Why do I get angry? Why do I get frustrated? Why do I get stressed? Mm -hmm. What drives me? What inspires me? What you know, demotivates me? Mm -hmm. Because if I don't understand myself, I'll never make the best use of myself. I won't know who to partner with. I won't know what work to do. I won't know where I should live or not live, you know, which area, community. So I need to know myself because we are all individual creatures. First part of wisdom, self-understanding. Second part of wisdom is about understanding the world I live in. So how does this world around me function, which includes the marketplace? You see, the interesting thing, Gabriel, is that, and as I, as I said, I teach sales in companies also, right? Interesting thing is all sales are people sales. Mm -hmm. yeah. And all people are salespeople. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All sales are people sales. All people are salespeople. So I need to understand the marketplace. I need to understand the world that I live in. That's the second part of wisdom. Mm -hmm. And the third part of wisdom is to understand how best can I serve it. Mm -hmm. And if you can have these three elements, you can achieve anything you want in your life. Mm -hmm. So with, yeah. Yeah. wisdom is now more important than ever before because the world is suffering. Mm. The world is in crisis, it's in chaos. Uncertainty is the new normal, mm. right? When uncertainty is the new normal, it puts pressure on people, on businesses. People are under stress. People are in fear. Mm. People are living with, you know, with, with, with nothing to stand on. The foundation is not stable. Mm. And wisdom brings in that foundation. It gives you that inner stability. 
It gives you that mental clarity, and it teaches you how you can go out and actually serve this world in spite of the fact that it's uncertain. Mm. There is no external stability to be found. It's never going to be found. Yeah. The stability that we all have to create in companies and people is within ourselves. Yeah. And when I talk to businesses and I work with CEOs and business owners, you know what is the biggest problem in a business? The biggest problem in a business is the psychology of the owner or the CEO yeah. of the business. The leader of the business. The leader of the business. Yeah. So again, it comes down to a mindset issue. Mm -hmm. Human psychology is the basis of all creation, achievement, and success. Mm -hmm. So when we get the wisdom, when we become good at human psychology, you can achieve everything. Mm -hmm. And I must tell you something that you know, I'm known for, it's like my tagline. I think in many ways, I don't like to work. Mm -hmm. My, my whole attitude with life is that I want to do minimum effort to get maximum result. Yeah. That's my attitude, because why should I want to do more work? Yeah. If I have to do five units, I'd be a fool to say I want to do eight units mm. to get the result. Mm -hmm. So yeah. my, my whole philosophy is, wisdom is yeah. the skill of doing minimum effort to achieve maximum result. More or less, right? Absolutely. Mm. And, and how do you achieve that then? It's by understanding people, that mm. those three elements, understanding myself, understanding people, and understanding how best I can serve them. Mm. But it starts by self-understanding. Mm. The, ch the challenge that people have, in, and companies, you know, we go in with fads, we go in with trends. Mm. Now, trends are great, and I say the trend is your friend. But first, you must understand what you are. Mm -hmm. right? I can ride the wave yeah. if I know surfing. If I don't know surfing, how can I ride the wave? Yeah. Right, but the blindness of people, right, the ignorance of people, or that that sheeple mindset of people says, well, whatever is happening, let me jump into it, mm. and that leads to a lot of frustration and failure because anyone who knows surfing is going to ride that wave much better than you. Mm. So you get in, and now you're struggling, and you're stressed out, and you're unhappy and frustrated. You're not producing the results because it's not the way for you. Mm -hmm. Wait for a different wave. Mm. Find the way where it exists, mm. but that comes from knowing yourself. Mm. That comes from knowing yourself. Yeah. So I put out a message for all the people, right? Even before I begin to coach people or when they hire me, uh, I put out a message. I said, listen, I want people, I want companies who are interested in making money. Wealth is very important. So do you want to grow your wealth? Tick box. I have a second question. Do you also want to grow your understanding of life? Do you want to grow your wisdom aspect? Mm -hmm. And if that's a tick box, yes, we can talk. But if it's, I just want to be rich, I don't care about the rest, mm. I'm not your person. Yeah. Spirituality on the inside, success on the outside yeah. is the highest way of life. Yeah. That's my way. Yeah. And what's the point of having all the money when you're not happy, right? Yeah. Absolutely. How, how do you apply this in your business right now, especially in this pandemic? And I'm, I'm sure like every business is affected to a certain degree. Um, how do you apply this framework right now in your business? So we do, uh, we run a coaching training business. Um, I have two brands, Soul Center and Soul Kids. Yeah. Uh, I also have a coaching method, which is called the WOW mm -hmm. coaching method. The WOW stands for way of wisdom, by the mm -hmm. way. <laughs> but it's That's also, okay. yeah. Yeah. it's about bringing WOW into your life. Yeah. You know, WOW your results, WOW your business, WOW your relationships. Right, so uh, we do a lot of classes, uh, group classes. We do individual coaching, private coaching. Uh, I do company training, corporate training, and we also do online work. Uh, so before the COVID, mm -hmm. a lot of our training was done face-to-face. -face. Yeah. You know, I was traveling a lot. I would do 
trainings in UK, in Australia, in Philippines, in Singapore, Malaysia, India. And now suddenly what happened is because COVID stopped the travel and people couldn't come to the center, for example, we had to pivot, we had to adapt. Yeah. So we decided to put more and more work online. And technology allows that today. Yeah. And once we set our mind to it and we have the time to invest, we can learn any skill at all. Yeah. So I've also started learning the skill of going online. Mm -hmm. And I must say that when what you give has real value, people want it. It's that whole, again, the analogy, the metaphor of being the nectar and let the bees find you. So when my clientele and my tribe, my family uh, around the world, when they realize that now Vikas is online, actually our numbers started to uh, you know, recover and eventually then in some trainings even became bigger. Because for someone in the UK who yeah. would fly in once every six months to come and attend a program because they really wanted the wisdom and they really wanted to come and be part of the group, now they can attend every month. Mm. Right? Because it saves them money to travel, it yeah. saves them the hotel costs, it saves them time. Yeah. They can be sitting there in their pajamas and get online and you know, enjoy yeah. that. So because we were able to transit many of our programs, transition many of our programs online, it's, uh, it's not been that bad. Mm -hmm. And we have been able to actually keep the business moving forward and actually expand our client base. Mm -hmm. But of course we had to change many other dynamics. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, but when it first happened, right, when the first announcement of the circuit breaker whatsoever, what was going through your mind? <laughs> you know, I sort of, uh, I, I have a bit of foresight. I sort of look into okay. the future and okay. I understand where the world is going. And I knew right then and there that a pandemic is not here for a few months. Mm. You know, so even though they announced that we're going to be closing for two, three, four months, we'll see how it goes, yeah. you know, phase one, phase two and yeah. all of that. I knew it's here to stay, yeah. right? And I started a coaching program and in fact, we gave away a lot of free wisdom to support people during that point of time. Mm -hmm. I had a program that I used to, we used to retail it for 1997 and I said, you know what? I'm gonna give it to everyone who joins this group for free. Mm -hmm. And we had thousands of people joining and I trained them through 25 different coaching sessions. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I said to that, to them was, the pandemic is not going away. Yeah. So you should think long-term, you should be in it you know, so that you can sustain it. Yeah. So whatever lifestyle you create, business you create, way of life you create, you have to be able to sustain it because I don't want you living with the false expectation that three months later, you know, it's back to normal. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen, yeah. Not gonna happen. The yeah. world has been changed forever. Now there's a whole karmic component here, maybe we'll talk about that another time, but okay. the world has been changed forever, Yeah. right? And it's not going back to pre-COVID times. So my foresight is that even at that time when we announced the, COVID, the circuit breaker was announced that this pandemic will become an endemic, mm. which means we'll just, uh, so, you know, endemic is something that's just in the background. We learn to live with it. It becomes yeah. a part of our life, yeah. right? So the pandemic, which is now this COVID-19, I mean, we are already in 20, mm -hmm. right? So COVID-19 has become COVID-20. They haven't changed that yet. It'll be 21, 22, yeah. just be in the background. And we'll just change our habits and we'll change the way we work and uh, behavior of humans will change, which needs to change in many ways. Yeah. And we'll just have to learn to live with it. So life will continue, maybe in different behaviors. Work will continue, relationships will continue. The behaviors will be different. Yeah. But is it going away? No, it's not. Yeah. Is business going to go back to what it used to be? Well, some may, some won't. Some will grow, some will die. So we have to figure out who we are and where do we fit in. Again, it comes back to that. Figure out who you are. Because how do you fit in? Is this a wave you can ride? 
Because if you know who you are and you know what you're here to serve, there's always another way to serve it. Yeah. Is that, is that a way to put it? Yeah. Yeah. And nature designs us to fulfill different needs. Right now, if you look at me, Gabriel, I'm a big guy. You know, I'm 6'2", I'm very big, and I used to be uh, you know, much more muscular. Now I'm not so, <laughs> right? But I'm not built to be a sprinter. I'm not built to be a sprinter. Now, if I look at the athletics field and I say, you know, these guys, they do the 100-meter dash, and the whole world talks about them, and they make so much money, and they get $50 million of investments, endorsements, I want to be a sprinter. Yeah. Why? Because it's the fat, it's the wave, it's what's attractive, right? Yeah. The world wants to see that. Yeah. I'd be doing the wrong thing. Yeah. I'd fail, I'd frustrate myself. Yeah. Now, if I understand myself first, you know the model that I use, understand yeah. yourself first. What do you have? What did nature give you? What attracts you? What are you good at, naturally? Mm -hmm. What comes easy for you? Mm -hmm. And I decide, you know, I want to be a wrestler. Mm -hmm. I can tell you I'll have a much better journey. <laughs> Right? I'm not yeah. built to be a sprinter, I'm built to be a wrestler, yeah. for example. Yeah. Now take that same analogy and apply it to work and business. Love it. What is your vision uh, right now? And how do you envision a world to be in the next three to five years? That's, that's my last question, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I think the world is going to be a much more competitive world. In terms of business, it's going to be much more competitive. But at the same time, I think it's going to be a lot more inward looking. Mm -hmm. you know, supply chains all over the world are being adjusted, evolved. Yeah. Uh, so countries are going to be more protective. They're going to be more inward looking, more nationalistic in a way. Okay. But at the same time, because of the digital revolution, because of the digital technology, it's going to be much more global. Mm. Right. So you could be sitting in Singapore. Your competition will not be somebody in Singapore. It will be somebody sitting in Bangladesh, for example, Vietnam, yeah. Philippines. Yeah. So it's going to be global in one aspect. It's going to be very localized in another aspect. But all of this will lead to a lot more competition. So my guidance for people out there, entrepreneurs, business people, professionals, coaches, businesses, is that if you don't have a specialization and you don't get to a level of excellence in your field, you're going to have a tough time. Do not compete on price mm. because there'll be some country somewhere which will undercut yeah. you. Yeah. Right? Do not compete on hours. Mm. There'll be somebody who'll offer more. Yeah. You have to compete on talent, technique, skill, mm. expertise, excellence, specialization. Mm. You have to be really good at what you do. Mm. And of course, build a brand. Build a brand because with a brand, you can leverage. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and what does a brand to you? Uh, what does a brand mean to you? A brand is about two things. Uh, it's about self-identity. It's about what you think you are. But a brand is also how the world sees you. Right? There are two parts of a brand. One is about authenticity. So it's about who you are. The word wisdom is a word I adopted many, many years ago when it was not in fashion. Today it's in fashion. Right? Today everyone's talking about wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. You know, people call me Mr. Wisdom and it's been for decades. It's, it's been over 10 years. So I adopted the Wisdom Coach uh, as my title many, many years ago. Uh, today the world, so that's my, that's the authenticity part. It's about who I am. What do I want to be known for? The one word mm -hmm. that I want to be known for. My word was wisdom. So I embraced it. Yeah. I have wisdom for sales. I have wisdom for businesses. I have wisdom for your human potential, you know. So I have wisdom in everything. Yeah. The second part of branding is how the world sees you. So it's about what people are talking about you. 
So four years ago, I was invited to the USA. And I was there to speak at a conference, big conference, 2,500 people, uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, coaches from around the world. And it was five days conference, six days conference, and uh, I was speaking on one of those days. And when, when I went there and I spoke, uh, and I shared about wisdom, wisdom for life and business success. Mm. But then suddenly, you know, I, I, the whole room stood up and gave me a standing ovation and everything. And then everyone started speaking about me as he's the number one wisdom coach, number one wisdom coach, number one wisdom coach. That's the other part of branding. What is the world talking about you? So since then, that title has sort of kind of stuck. You know, they've called me the Steve Jobs of wisdom. That's stuck, right? Some people even wrote out that, you know, he's the Tony Robbins of wisdom. I, I said, let, you know, <laughs> let me not pick up on Tony Robbins. He's still here. So there are two parts of, of branding. The first part is what you know you are and what do you stand for. How do you want to be seen? You have to project that. You have to project that. When you project that, the world also gives you a message. Right? It's just like this, right? Hi, I'm Vikas. Gabriel, that's branding. Yeah. I told you I'm Vikas, and I put my hand out. Yeah. And you put your hand out, and you embrace my hand. Yeah. That's branding. I tell you who I am. Yeah. You decide to reach out and embrace that. Yeah. Branding. Got it. OK. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Where, where, can, um, where can our audience find you? Uh, I'm on social media, Facebook and uh, YouTube. Uh, just Google under my name, Vikas Malkani. Uh, I also have a center here, yeah. Soul Center. Uh, so, you know, look for me in Soul Center. Yeah. And uh, if you want, write to me, and I'm happy to discuss how I can benefit you and uh, help you to grow your life and your business to the next level. Yeah. So reach out to me at uh, info at soulcenter.org. Got it. So um, if you guys want more information about Vikas, we'll be putting all the information in the description. Uh, as well as actually a link to, uh, I was actually watching your TEDx uh, talk. Okay. The one of the three Ps. Yes. Right? So that's interesting as well. And I think, this, I think it will actually benefit uh, those who are listening and those who are watching uh, to watch that. Yeah. So we put it all in the, in the description so that you guys can find it. Thank you right? very much. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Gabriel. guys. Thanks for watching. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks Thank for you. being here. Appreciate it. Thank Pleasure. You. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. Hey, this is Gabriel again, and really quickly, I just want to thank you so much for listening to the Story Impact Show. I hope you have enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Don't forget to drop me a review on iTunes, and your comments will help me greatly in creating more killer content like this just for you. And if you want to stay up to date with all my content, upcoming podcasts, events, and much more, please jump onto my website at www.heygabrielwong.com.